The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Larissa Moore. It's Tuesday the 8th of December. In your Squiz today, proposed industrial relations overhaul focuses on casual workers. Queensland will make a bid for the 2032 Olympics. The cost of fruit and veggies to rise this summer. And an iconic Australian TV show gets a reboot. This is your Squiz today. It's the last sitting week of the year for federal politics and there's a jam-packed schedule they're trying to get through as they try to clear the decks before the end of the year. Yesterday, Attorney General Christian Porter outlined the government's proposed changes to industrial relations laws. They'd see big changes, especially in arrangements for casual workers. There's 2.3 million casual workers in Australia and their hands could be strengthened if they work regular hours in a schedule over a period of time and what that means is they could be moved into permanent employment either part-time or full-time. Meanwhile, employers could avoid paying higher rates to casuals if they also have to pay entitlements like annual leave and sick pay. So it's a bit of give and take there. The unions aren't much impressed with it. They say that it'll actually push casual workers to be entrenched in casual work. But what Christian Porter said yesterday is that it's consequential change that will remove barriers to job growth. The first step is to introduce the bill. That's what's happening today. And then consultation and debate will continue on it throughout 2021. There are a couple of other things on the agenda for Parliament this week, including a move to make the cashless debit card permanent. That scheme has been trialled in a number of communities. That trial is set to run out at the end of the year. Basically, what it does is make welfare payments uh, on a card and it can't be transferred into cash. And the idea is it reduces drug and alcohol abuse in those communities, that legislation is required to turn it into a proper program. And then, Claire, there's the news media bargaining code also on the table. That code of conduct would see Google and Facebook pay for news content shared on their platforms. It's been a really long process, that one. That process is ongoing. Uh, If it is waived through by coalition MPs and senators today, we could get a look at what that draft is tomorrow. Lots to get through. It's also likely that the foreign relations bill that gives the Commonwealth the power to override state and local governments if they make agreements with other nations will also pass the parliament this week. If politics is your thing, there's links to further reading on all of these in the Squiz Today email. Checking in around the grounds on state borders this morning, Claire, Western Australia is open again to Victorian and New South Wales residents as of today. No quarantine needed. Great news ahead of the holiday season. It is, and it follows through on what that plan was from Western Australia. What Mark McGowan, the Premier there, said is that he reserves the right to close that border if there are outbreaks that need to be addressed to protect Western Australian residents. When it comes to South Australia, though, their residents are unable to go into Western Australia without quarantining for 14 days. That stays in place. But they're a bit more welcome in Queensland. It's going to reopen its border to Adelaide residents from Saturday. And in a quick update on those two German travellers who were mistakenly allowed to transit through to Melbourne from Sydney, they've returned their second negative COVID test, which means those 176 close contacts also on the plane are able to get out of that self-isolation. 
speaking of borders, Queensland has had one of the toughest borders during COVID and their strong health response is something that Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk said helped it become the sporting capital of the nation during the pandemic. It's this kind of experience that they're hoping will help with a bid for the 2032 Olympic Games, Claire. Yeah, they had the Australian Olympic Committee boss, John Coates, up there yesterday in Brizzy to double down on that bid and say that they remain committed to it. As you say, that COVID response really is a feather in its cap, but it also needs to demonstrate that it has the ability to host that big sporting event uh, and also that it could use the Games to boost its economy. There are four or five other parties that are also making a bid, including Indonesia's capital Jakarta, also potential bids from India, the Netherlands and Germany. And while we're in Queensland still, that bushfire on Fraser Island is still burning, but a huge effort from firefighting crews has saved the township of Happy Valley. And it was really interesting to read too about residents' efforts. Many of them stayed behind in Happy Valley, even though they'd been advised to evacuate. Uh, What they say is they've put a lot of effort into the last 18 months of preparing their homes and that community from fire. It looks like that's paid off. But as you say, there's still a big fight ahead to get that fire fully put out. Fruit and vegetable prices could rise by up to 25% this summer, according to officials. While on the one hand, production is up by as much as 7% on last year, there are headwinds in the form of labour shortages because of COVID, trade tensions with China and ongoing drought recovery that make it tough for farmers. Yeah, just when they've had a good season and production is up by 7%, they've got those headwinds of, as you say, labour shortages and issues with the market. We're talking about things like summer veggies, apples, pears, grapes and stone fruits being more expensive this year. Not great if you're really into those summer fruits particularly and a bit of salad as we get into the warmer Mm -hmm. months. Uh, Also struggling is Australian barley and wine. We know about the issues they're facing with China. Also, the beef industry, a sixth Australian supplier, was suspended last night from importing into China. No reason has been given for that suspension. Over to entertainment news now. Singer-songwriter Bob Dylan has just sold his entire back catalogue to Universal Music. It's a deal that's said to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And it will see United Music Group, who's bought it, collect all future income from his songs. That includes the income that Bob Dylan made as a songwriter and also from control of his master recordings. UMG boss Sir Lucian Grange said that it's the biggest acquisition that company has ever made and said that his music is timeless, so it was an investment that they wanted to make. It also comes on top of news on the weekend that Stevie Nicks had sold a majority stake in her publishing catalogue for about $100 million. That includes some very famous songs performed by Fleetwood Mac. Who owns the rights to an artist's music can often be pretty complicated. We've seen that play out with Taylor Swift's battle for her masters. We've got a squeeze shortcut on this on who owns the rights to music that'll help fill you in on the backstory. I'll put that link in your episode notes. 
and Heartbreak High, that iconic Australian 90s TV show, is heading for a reboot on Netflix, Claire. Rack off, Larissa. That's exactly <laughs> what's happening. That iconic phrase, though, could be toughened, apparently. Netflix is saying that it's going to be a bit edgier. And look, I thought Heartbreak High was pretty edgy for the time, but oh, they're same. going for tougher language, tougher themes, that inner city school where everything went down. It's going to be an interesting iteration. We're probably not going to see that for another year or 18 months or so, though. 2022, they say. I hope they keep the flannels and the mullet. That's all. <laughs> and a bit of, bit of netball as well, I remember. <laughs> yeah. That iconic eyebrow ring. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's only 17 sleeps till Christmas. A big thanks to Squiz Kids for that daily countdown. We're celebrating in the Squiz Today email with the 10 days of Squizmas. There are some really great prizes to be won. There really is. And all you need to do is make sure you read the email every day this week and you'll get a ticket in the drawer for one of those five great prizes this week. Talking about things like Karyuma sneakers, gin from Four Pillars, some really great things there. Love that Four Pillars gin. Yep, some really great prizes a new one announced each day so jump into your squiz today email and you're automatically entered that's all from us have a good tuesday and we will be back with you tomorrow the squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed sign up at thesquiz.com message now from our podcast partner, Sunbeam. With so many unhealthy snacks on offer, it can be hard to find something to keep your kids satisfied and happy. Sunbeam's dried fruit and cheese chilled snacks contain only real fruit and real cheese with no artificial colours or flavours. And they're a great source of calcium. It's a snack you can feel good about giving them while you're on the go. Pick up a pack today in the dairy fridge at your local Woolworths, Coles or independent retailer. Are you?